Yeah, I'm not sure how to introduce it because I don't know what it is yet. Is it a one-off? Is it a podcast? I don't so, know. So I guess you just introduced it. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. All right. Well, so so um, I am uh, Justin um, Justin Vincent uh, Nugget founder, and um, you are Habib. Yes, Habib <laughs> Alamin. Um, Habib. So how do you say that, Habib Alamin? Well, it's um, you've got to do the whole ha like sound. It's an Arabic name. So, okay. Yes. It, so it's Habib. Habib Halamin. Okay. Uh, okay. You just put an. <laughs> just I put, put an extra H. Oh no. Yeah, at uh. the beginning of the of the second name. So well, because you said you said oh I I see so that's just for the first name. <laughs> so Habib Alamin. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess just to give a little bit of a context um to you know what this interview is about, um I just wanted. I, I thought that it could be helpful um, if I spoke to a few customers uh, of Nugget and just talk through the, their experiences and their journeys so far and yeah. I guess the things that are working, the things that aren't working. And I just thought it could be interesting for other Nugget members to listen to just to show people, you know, they're not alone. <laughs> like every, yeah. a lot of people are going through this experience. So I guess the first thing is um, what, what's your background? What's your tech stack? Uh, so right now my sort of main language is uh, Ruby, um, although I'm trying to learn Haskell and I'm hoping to make that my um, uh, general purpose sort of language of choice. Um, mm. My background sort of comes, um, I guess, I don't know, I've been programming for, well, I was just ending um, uh, my first year of my A-levels uh, when I was starting to think about, you know, making that my career. And it was just mm. something that I sort of started to become interested in. So I've probably mm. been doing, I'm 22 now, so I've probably been doing it about, five years have you started um working as a developer like have you built stuff for people yeah yeah i've been working for two years as a developer um uh I, the first job i had was um for like a uh, they sold like so, um stock software basically stock management software for cars vehicle showrooms and uh retailers i i love the path that you've taken because it's the apprentice it's the apprentice path and it's the same that i took as well like i didn't do a cs degree i didn't go to university or anything like that and um i really enjoyed learning from my peers like on the job and from internet resources i thought that was an excellent way to learn yeah actually i did go to university for computer science but i got kicked out because i wasn't doing work because well that is very naughty but but you're in good company given that uh, founders of google and many many people who've started billion dollar companies also just <laughs> left their uh, university so that's not a problem um so wait so um of the stuff that you've uh, you've built um this is just once again this i'm just the reason why i'm asking these questions is to give a bit of background about you as a developer, because Nugget is really specifically, we're targeting software developers. I just yeah. want to dig into the story of you as a software developer before we start talking about any of the entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah. So um, uh, you've obviously done a lot of Ruby on Rails and you're kind of into Haskell. Um, of, of the different stuff that you've built, like what's the coolest thing you've built that's either a front-end thing or a back-end thing so far, in your opinion? Um, it was basically a program to... Um, to download artwork from from Apple's iTunes servers, any kind of media, really, ma mainly books and, and, and movies and things like that, um, which is really cool. And that actually got like 8,000 downloads or something. Um, uh, on, on I put it up on Mac Update and, you know, people really liked it. So I think I feel like that was, for me... Uh, oh, so it was like a desktop software? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an app for OS X. I think this was back in... Nice. Yeah, well, like so... 
Good. So nice, nicely done. And um, do you did you write that in um, Objective C or did you write that in? I don't know where the source yeah. was around then. Objective, Objective C? C. Yeah. Switch Great. Switch. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Okay, well, so <clears throat> just moving on to a little bit of um, the entrepreneurial stuff. Um, what has been your entrepreneurial experience before joining Nugget? It was always like a cycle. So it was like you'd have an idea. Um, you'd say, okay, let's let's actually you know do the research and find out what people want and and try and talk to people or whatever. Um, and we you know I, I think we did that a couple of times, but it didn't really go very well. We did like cold outreach once. Um, uh, I think it was to a diff- couple of different groups. Like one was lawyers we tried to reach out to, but we weren't like it was we were using InMail. I did anyway. And and mm. as you know, Brenda says that's like we <laughs> that doesn't work, which I found out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we uh, and then there were other times where we were like, you know what? Forget about even trying to reach customers. Let's actually just try and finish something so we can actually have that sense of you know, mm. we've we've actually got something done and and we're like. It, and what it, did you finish anything? No, <laughs> <laughs> we kept we kept like jumping around. Honestly, it was so so much jumping around to different projects and that. They weren't things that we were sort of really passionate about and, and really wanted to put our weight behind. It was just sort of um, something that we thought, oh, okay, there might be a market for this and we might, you know, try and, uh, you know, try and do that. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't things that we would hate to work with, but it wasn't like something that we were really excited about either. Um, so it wasn't like a madness and it wasn't like all, an all-consuming all sort of like constantly thinking about it. It was more sort of thinking of the idea of of, of being able to start something on our own. Yeah, I got it. So you you wanted to... Like there's so many stories in the press about, you know, people like developers building an app and becoming a millionaire or, (laughs) you know, like Zuckerberg becoming a billionaire, all these different ways. And it kind of, it it kind of drives you a bit mad. Like, why can't I do that? I want to be the billionaire. I want to be the guy who makes this piece of software that goes crazy. I don't know if I get that kind of feeling. I don't really um, mind that much about what other people are doing, to be honest. That's that's not really been ever a worry for me, but uh, the way I see it, like, all that kind of stuff is not really what happens. I mean, it happens, but it's such a rarity that it might as well like be a, an irrelevance to me because it's like, yeah, it could happen, but like, what are the chances of that? It's just, I mean, with six, what is it, seven billion people, it's got to happen once in a while. But so you're not, not going to you're not going to base any strategy on something like that. No, no, I, I've never sort of um, looked at that and thought, yeah, that's what I should do or that I should aspire to that. I mean, it's not even like. For me, the aspiration is not to be like even have millions or anything like that. Like when I look at those people, I, I'm never like thinking that I want to be them or anything. For me, it's just I really want that sort of freedom of being able to make enough money on a side project to actually say, you know, I don't have any dependence on, or I, I've reduced my dependence on other people essentially. What was what did you expect Nugget to be when you you kind of signed up, and is it the same as what you expected it was going to be? The experience that you've had with it so far? Um, not at all, because I felt like well, when I started, I guess for me, like like I said, so I've been so me and my friend, we, we'd be stuck in this cycle of uh, never-ending idea, this and this and that. Um, and but one of the things that often caused us to quit working on an idea was like we just felt like. We'd often be overcome by these feelings of doubt um, and say, like, we need to actually, um, you know, we need to actually figure out what people want and, and instead of just guessing and things like that. So we knew that what we were doing wasn't really the right way to go about it. But it was just this sort of, like, desire to get something finished. But then you'd also then want to, like, you know, talk, like, be able to talk to the customers. And then you also want to get, like, I don't know, it was just this sort of flip-flop that just 
really annoying. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So when I started on Nugget, I was. I mean, I think it took a couple of months. I was looking at it, sort of. My mind kept coming back to it, and I was like, "This looks like an interesting thing because I could go in there and uh, just sort of pick an idea that I feel like." Because uh, cause the thing that you, uh, I think, uh, the, the selling point at that time was that all these ideas have sort of been vetted for um, for market fit, essentially, um, or for like for 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 uh, willingness of of at least one person to sort of buy it, essentially. And I thought that's that's exactly what I need. So I went, I was like, okay, I'll take an idea from here. I'll start working on it, and you know, I won't really, I wasn't really gonna go into the community or anything. I wasn't really gonna talk. Um, or anything like that, and I was just gonna, yeah, take an idea, talk about I was working on it, and just put my head down and do it. But I don't know, I just, uh, the Slack thing really interested me, so I just got into Slack and I started talking. Yeah, so I started talking on Slack, and then you know, I, th- I think I, I started talking to, um, I think one of the community members, and then that sort of led me to start talking with you, and, and then that sort of led me to start talking with Brandon, and then just eventually just sort of. So Nugget is different to what you thought it was going to be. So you thought it was a place where you're going to go and find an idea, but what did it turn out to be? Well, it turned out to be, I mean, I got a mentor from it, which is you, and I'm really grateful for that. And, um, mm. you know, yes. a community and I think accountability from it. And I feel like the guidance has really helped from Brandon, um, especially like the cold outreach. Um, yeah. And then and the other thing as well, I've been looking, uh, I said this on Hacker News as well, I think I've come into something to this effect, which was that I was looking for that that thing that you're doing with the um, building a, a new business from scratch and you're sort of going to show um and document everything as you go like mm-hmm. I've, I've been looking for something like that for like a, a long time because it's it's something i've seen before done with um uh i think there's this thing called live stream startup um and I, I sort of started watching that and then a bit of a downer the guy got arrested um for some <laughs> serious stuff actually well but, I, I won't get arrested <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah, and and I'm, I apologize that um, I haven't put that out yet. I really want to get the foundational thinking of the Nugget Startup Framework out there. Yeah. And ha- have ha- you know having flu for the last two weeks has just made it really difficult to do that. But I'm going to try, as soon as I get over this, and I think it's going to be in the next few days, I'm going to try and push as many of the, those those core foundational videos out as possible mm. and then get, you know, get started. I'm definitely going to get started within the next yeah, few yeah. weeks on the actual product. Were there any nugget ideas that caught your eye? Um, I think there was one before the one that I'm working on now, which was um, a book. Uh, what was it? The book review platform. So, um, so sort of book reviewers could keep track of all the books that they reviewed and all of that stuff. And um, I think we scrapped that because it was like a lot of the reviewers, um, especially like the ones that have actually built a good community and, and they're trusted are people that just read a book and, and, uh, or people that that just have a blog dedicated to that, and it's a free resource, um, and they're not really making any money from it. Um, mm. And uh, obviously, there were like newspapers. And uh, do you want me to go into the detail on this? Or? No, no, no. So, so what what did you move on to? What's the next one? What do you? So the next currently? one was the next one was like a book promotion platform. Uh, that's what it's kind of turned into. I think we've sort of pivoted, but it started from the submission of uh, a book editorial assistant. Um, but then me and Brandon and you started talking, um, and we sort of figured out, especially. I mean, that, that wasn't intentional the first time when I picked the two book ideas, book-related ideas and author-related sort of things. Um, they were just sort of, I just, I guess it just sort of happened. But I guess They that really caught your eye. But, it, but yeah. the reason why they must have caught your eye, because so yeah, exactly. in your, in, on a subconscious level, you're like, I want to work with authors, yeah. right? 
this is the thing. This is the thing I wanted to work with. That's exactly mm. why they sort of caught my and the, the reason why I chose them to start working on. Um, but yeah, so but then we started talking to Brandon and you, and and we failed on the second idea as well. I can't remember the reason for that, but then we decided, okay, so despite the fact that we failed on these two ideas, we at least now know sort of what what sort of market we're looking at um, mm. and what I'm really interested in, and so we use that to sort of say, okay, let's talk to authors. Because um, that's someone you want to target. Those, those are people you want to target. But let's not say, okay, we're validating this idea or whatever. Let's just say, what kind of frustrations are you facing in your job or whatever? But so yeah, I, was, I sent that email out. And we got a whole bunch of different ideas, but a lot of it sort of focused on marketing. Um, people having trouble either either selling book, like selling lots um, enough to sort of quit their day job, um, or even if they weren't having trouble with it, it was still something that they felt like was the biggest problem they had. Did did you need to get people on the phone to start getting those ideas, or would would they come from the emails? I mean, how did that work? So a lot of them were from the emails, but a lot of them were also from phone conversations because we had um, mm. a call to action in the email saying like, um, you know, do you have, do you, are you free next week for a call or something like that? And and we um, just for a fifteen minute chat, um, and and we just said if not, no worries. And it was like this sort of, I mean, every part of the email was really considered and. Um, and carefully written. Were there any aha moments, like as you started this process um, versus other stuff you'd done? Yeah, I mean, the, one, the biggest thing I think was like follow-ups are so important. Um, mm. And the, the, that's one of the things that I didn't do when I was sending emails to lawyers back when me and my friend were doing this before Nugget. Um, so we didn't send any follow-ups. And we got basically zero response. I think I got one that I guess said he's not interested. Um, mm. But yeah, so this was, um, we, we sent um, follow-ups like, uh, sort of staggered sequence and the other thing as well is that it's, it's not really I mean obviously you should have uh, a good process and everything but it's better to have a process that you can you know you, that, that you're actually sending follow-ups than just not to have it at all just thinking that trying to get that perfect process because for me um, I mean there was all these sort of software choices that we sort of looked at like boomerang and replied io and, and all these other things um, but I actually ended up not using any of them um, mm. I think I installed boomerang but it was a Chrome extension, and I'm a Safari guy, so <laughs> it, like it just wasn't. It didn't come naturally to me. I, I, I used it once or twice, but it wasn't really like. Um, it okay, so really... so you just manually tracked everyone you sent emails to, and and meant the, sent the follow-ups. And and when you interviewed people on the phone or by email, and the kind of answers that they were giving you back, um, any aha moments in that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there was a single like moment where I was like, ah, yes, Eureka. But um, I guess the sort of tide sort of shifts in a certain direction as you sort of start to like the replies start to come in you start to spot patterns with what mm. people are saying um and then you sort of hone in on that pattern and start asking questions based on that and more patterns will sort of emerge from that and you're just sort of trying to narrow down with each stage the, the, the way that the patterns have shifted was it different to your expectations walking in like would you have thought oh i'm gonna walk out of this with a you know a landing page for builder for books <laughs> No, no, because um, the the one thing that I, I guess I knew sort of deep down that it was going to be something obviously marketing related because that's the thing that really drives sales, isn't it? Like, you know, you can sell a piece of software to write better books or I think a, a couple of people came back with an idea to be able to track characters and plots and seasons and things like that time and because, um, yeah, because that sort of ruins plots if you don't do it correctly. Um, mm. But but that wasn't the majority, and I, I sort of really knew that that wasn't really going to be the majority, like writing tools or editing tools. It was going to be more marketing because that is the thing that obviously brings on the bacon 
Um, so, so yeah, I mean, but obviously I was really hoping for, because I'm not really a marketing kind of guy, but I guess, I don't know, my confidence has really started increasing as I've started talking to the customers, even though marketing is not my thing. I feel like, okay, I, this is something I can do. And it's like, yeah, so I, I, it was kind of what I expected, but it wasn't, you know, I was still hoping for. <laughs> okay, so you've you've done all these customer interviews now, and I know you've been doing it for a month at this stage, mm-hmm. and you've spoken to. I mean, how many people would you say you've you've spoken to at this point, via email uh, and and on phone? Probably about uh, let me, between ten to twenty, maybe fifteen or something like that. Okay, and so and yeah. and but but obviously to get to that point, you've sent out a lot more emails than fifteen, right? How many? How many emails, cold outreach emails, have you sent in total? Yeah, I think originally it was actually even less than a hundred, less than ninety. Um, we actually okay. only sent like I think seventy or eighty emails between mm. my friend and I, and I actually um, only sent about half of that because um, mm. we sent them together. So, so the response rate has been like really, really good, honestly. Um, and that's because of the little personalization segment that you put in there, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, actually, to be fair, a lot of it was from. Uh, we we just said we found you on this sort of site and we thought you'd be a great person to ask these questions. But oh, and uh, yeah, one of the ones was uh, the, the pancake one and everything. Uh, <laughs> pancake one? What's, that? What's that? <laughs> yeah. So my friend actually sent an email to uh, one of the authors on the list, and she uh, one, in one of her blog posts she talks about pancakes or something. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I, can, I remember looking at her blog post and thinking, "There's something I can do here." But I, I, I'm not really a pancake. <laughs> but yeah. my friend apparently turns out he is so so what did he say um he started to, uh, it was actually a long segment about pancakes and i don't even I'd in his look. email so he basically made reference to her pancake post in his email yeah and he started and, she, his and so what kind pancake. of email did she well, how did she respond i mean what, what kind of email did you guys get back from that my friend hasn't apparently put the whole email conversation on trello but he's just put the response back um mm. and and the sort of like really major learnings on the description Mm. Uh, but it's it's a really long response, so I don't want to, you know. No, no, that's fine. Well, we we shouldn't read it out anyway. But um, okay. So so how so specifically, what are you now going to build after all of this feedback? So we settled on this idea of a page builder, um, which sort of um, it, it's an it's I guess Squarespace inspired, but um, it lets uh, the authors take uh, emails so that you know readers can register their interest even if they don't buy the book um it so collect collates all the different amazon reviews because one of the things that um uh, that one of the authors talked about was how like if you're on the canadian amazon website for the book and there's no reviews even though there's like a hundred five star reviews in the american site none of that is going to be seen on the canadian site so uh, a way to collate all the amazon reviews onto the um landing uh, or it's, it's almost like a landing page builder for, for the book yeah so um we might even like register the actual book top level domain. Um, it's going to be SEO friendly. Uh, it's going to be like as much as can be automated to make it appear higher, rank higher in search results. Because that was another thing that was mentioned by the customers. Um, let you collect emails, uh, put ads on Twitter and Facebook and Google AdWords and things like that. Um, um, and what we're looking at now uh, is a sort of um, social media management, maybe for the. Mm. Uh, because I've just got back an email from another customer. I'm actually still getting because this was one. Like I said, I've been doing this manually, and this was one that I actually turned turned out. Um, I followed up with him once. Um, he said, "Okay, send the questions over by email," which I did, but then he never responded. So while I was going through and sending the mockups to some of the customers that we talked to in the past, 
um, I actually just followed up with him and said, oh, by the way, it's been a while, but I just got, just wanted to bump this email. And he's actually been really helpful as well. And um, yeah, so one of the things that he mentions was uh, social engagement with his fans on Facebook and Twitter and things, as opposed to like straight up advertising. It's, it's, it's a marketing that's sort of more natural. And So it's going to start out in, in a little snowball way, like this, just a, the one piece of the onion, the, the middle of the onion is going to be a page with info about your book it's going to put in the reviews but it gives you it gives you a lot of scope to grow that little snowball yeah. into you know automated social media posting automated advertising mm -hmm. all these different things and you can you can start adding those things you know the more money the, the more of the small the small version that you sell then you can kind of free up your time to not need to work on anything else and or you could get help you could hire help and you can start building out some of these other pieces and just gradually build it into something bigger. So what, like, what are your next goals? Like, what's your next goals in this process? Okay, so um, hopefully the response is going to be positive response on the mock-ups, and, uh, and, or if it doesn't, we'll sort of have something, we, we can just sort of modify that to, to suit what the customers want. Um, and presuming all goes well with that, um, it's going to be, if we get a good response, I'm hoping to pre-sell um, mm. to at least like five customers. Um, okay. If if we get a good response with that, um, get Facebook ads, uh, collect uh, emails on a landing page, and if mm. we get a good response with that, start building. But obviously, if if any of these sort of go the opposite way, and then we will have to go either back on like loop back on the previous step, or possibly start all over again with a new idea. Mm. So depends how how it goes. Do you have any advice for other Nugget members about this whole process or about anything? I mean, um, what would you say to, to, to new Nugget members? Don't try and do it perfectly. Just, just, just move forward every step. Just, just move forward because um, I think this is a really common thing that you know people try to, if not make it perfect, they have this sort of standard that they want to adhere to. And it's like, if you it, and and that's not a bad thing, but if it seems like that's holding you back from moving to the next step, forget about it and just move on because it's it's most most likely not going to be um, you know as bad as you think, and it's just gonna if you're just gonna keep spending more time on it, it's just gonna be a waste of time, really. That's really good, really good advice. I think I find momentum to be one of the hardest things. Yeah, and I, and I see I do see a lot of Nugget members um, suffer a lack of momentum and it's not for one of trying. I mean, life gets in the way, like, you know, if you've got a family and kids, but just yeah. keep moving is a really great, I, I think I might even call the show or call this, whatever this is, <laughs> <laughs> just keep moving. That's great. Um, okay. So I was going to ask some silly questions. Um, I'm going to cut it down to one um because because now that we're actually speaking it it's that they sound they sound silly in my mind <laughs> <laughs> okay so what what cool obscure thing should everybody know about oh this is the one i uh i was looking at it uh, cool obscure thing yeah like so there's some there's some interesting cool kind of factoid or or, or system or concept or just mm. something cool that you've learned in your life that you think not very many people know about, but everyone should know about that. I mean, hey, it could be a food. It could be an amazing. Yeah. It could be an amazing kind of interesting. I'm going to go with what I uh, shared with you um, the other day, 
uh, about this guy called Jordan Peterson. And uh, Jordan still, Peterson, yeah, yeah, he's not a thing, but <laughs> hmm. well, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the the thing that he normally does um, is he's a clinical psychologist. He's also a teacher at the University of Toronto, um, and he teaches a course called Maps of Meaning and uh, Personality and its Transformation. So the two courses there, but the main one really is Maps of Meaning. It's on YouTube, right? He he, he records his he records his seminars and puts them on YouTube, so you can watch this whole thing. Honestly, I'll just say the guy has blown my mind again and again. You know, I've been mm. sort of binging on his material the past couple of months, and I, I can't really describe it. It's just something you have to watch to really get <laughs> get the full. So it's it's some deep shit, and it's, it's yeah. interesting. And it's a guy yeah, called yeah. Jordan Peterson, and mm -hmm. you can you can Google his um, his seminars on YouTube, and yeah. you recommend it if you're interested in um, philosophy and psychology and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You've said that that's a pretty weighty and and like uh, heavy thing, to, you know, obscure thing. I, I think you've set the bar pretty high. The next person who gets interviewed, they can't say something like, oh, you know, there's these really nice <laughs> jam donuts in London, you know. <laughs> They're going to have to do something good, right? <laughs> After your Jordan Peterson recommendation. All right, well, look, um, oh. thanks thanks so much for for talking to me and for doing this interview. Um, I'll... I'll, I'll um, I'll let you know when it's out and um, I, I will see, you know, how it goes and how it gets taken by the community and um, yeah. make some decisions on if we're going to do more of them or if it's going to be turned into a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So <coughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, well, see you, mate.